Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Alcoholics Anonymous, and I am your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com. To get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down. It's coming to a close, but here we are, you and me. I'm glad for that. I don't know what you're doing right now. Maybe you're going on a run. Maybe you're curled up in a ball. Maybe you're having tea. Maybe you're driving, but I sure am glad that you are giving me some of your time. And I am grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have my coffee in front of me, ready to go. A lot of times during the show, I just hold it. Don't really drink it till afterwards. Then I kind of guzzle it like a psycho. I'm done recording, but sometimes I will pause the recording and just go at it. It is Friday, and I'm going to read a question from an email, and I'm going to talk about that. The question comes from Anonymous in England. Did you get in a relationship in your first year of sobriety? I talk about this in some early episodes, but I I was in a lot of relationships in my first year of sobriety. I did it all. I shouldn't say that. I was going to say I did it all wrong, but... <clears throat> haven't talked about it in a long time on here, but my sponsor told me flat out when I got sober. He didn't think I was going to get sober because I was too horny. He told me that. You are too horny. (laughs) There's no way you're going to get this. I hadn't been alone in every meaning of the word for more than a week or so in a very, very long time. And that was a trend that continued for years 
I just did not know how to be alone. I wasn't interested in being alone. I'd be swinging from a vine in one relationship. And then before I like let go of that vine, I like pivoted around, still swinging from the vine, looking for the next vine to jump onto. And then I would jump onto another vine. Meaning I was never really alone. I was never without some kind of minimally a physical relationship. I just could not go without that. Did not want to be by myself. So, you know, the big book talks about many of us needed an overhauling there. And I was definitely a person who needed a complete overhauling there. And um, when I first got sober, you know, there was a, it just continued the way my life had gone up to that point. It just continued. Well, look around the room. She's hot. She's hot. Soon I'm hanging out with them. Then I'm hooking up with one of them. Then I'm hooking up with the other one. And then they're fighting about it and each other and me in meetings openly. Then my ex, my toxic ex, calls me, says, I want to get sober. I know you broke up with me because I slept with our drummer, but now I'm serious about getting sober. And Oh, my God. Come on in. I move her in. Let's do this. Let's get sober together. Wow, this is incredible. <clears throat> and then... Then I'm in a meeting a couple weeks later. A woman comes up to me. She says, you're so-and-so's boyfriend, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah. They, you know, that newcomer, Ricky or Johnny or whatever. Yeah. She makes this really, I'm sorry face. It says, they, they, they fucked last night. So I throw her out. Put all of her stuff on my porch. <laughs> Tell her to get out of my life again. Just a repeat of all that. And then I, you know, right away I'm in another situation. And then I'm in another situation. I just, that was how it went. And man, I remember, I mean, really personal here. I remember one of the first times I had like been with somebody sober, I was just, I was crushed afterwards. Couldn't show that. Couldn't. I was just very confused and very disillusioned. I didn't like this person. Didn't know this person. Didn't like him. And 
But I just did not know how to be alone. I didn't know how to not be. I was. I would rather be in a bad situation or, or a vacuous situation than than be by myself. I was. Too, I was so afraid that I would die alone, or I would never find somebody else. Or it was just a. It was just. And then I think. Very clearly to me, the reason why I stayed sober throughout all that is because of this. I'm going to turn open to the big book to page 70. Uh, you know what? I'll back it up to page 69. Don't make jokes. Yes, they talk about sex on page 69. Okay. Just finish snickering okay all right I'm gonna read all this from the first full paragraph we reviewed our own conduct over the years past where had we been selfish dishonest or inconsiderate whom had we hurt did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy suspicion or bitterness where are we at fault and what should we have done instead we got all this down on paper and looked at it in this way, we tried to shape a sane and sound ideal for our future sex life. We subjected each relation to this test. Was it selfish or not? It took me a while to be able to... Um, I remember when I did step six and seven, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, I don't know if I'm willing to... I don't know, like, am I willing to give up? Like, fooling around? Am I willing to give that up? I don't know if I am. Because I was going to say, it took me a while to be able to answer that question. Is it selfish or not? But that's not true. I knew when I was being selfish, I just didn't care that much. I mean, not enough to make me stop any selfish behavior. Talk about that more in a minute. We ask God to mold our ideals and help us to live up to them. God's going to mold our ideals. We remembered also always that our sex powers were God-given and therefore good, not to be used lightly or selfishly, nor to be despised and loathed. Whatever our ideal turns out, we must be willing to grow toward it. Well, I was willing to grow toward it, no doubt about it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm. I was willing to do that. Provided that we did not bring about still more harm in so doing. I, 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 I had that, all that down. In other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come. I should say even if we don't want it, but it says even if, if we want it, the right answer will come. I heard the right answer. I knew when I was being selfish sometimes, like I'd be with somebody that I didn't really want to be with, but I was too afraid to be alone. That's what I mean by is this selfish or not? Well, I would know right away I'm not invested in this person like for the long haul, but is that selfish? My conscience was like, yeah. 
but I was like, she's so hot though. Does it matter? Is it that selfish? Can I readdress this after we like fool around again? I don't know if I ever shared it on here, but there was a time where I was thinking about all the stuff and, you know, I was jumping from one vine to another and trying to sort all this out. And just looking back, part of why early sobriety was so rough for me because I was still acting out of self in some pretty big ways. And there was this. I was a boy, so there was this girl. <laughs> and and uh, she was beautiful. And um, so we hooked up. I basically moved her in kind of right away, as was my MO. And then, like, it's a third day together, and we're, like, talking for the first time. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is bad. This is bad. Like, this is this is not going to work. We do not. This is bad. I got to get out of this. I know I already moved her in, but I got to get out of this. So I plan this big spiritual speech. I tell her, I call her, you know, we have to talk when you get off of work. So I'm walking around. You know, pacing, planning this big, beautiful spiritual speech. You know, certainly we were hasty. You know, we don't know each other. You know, looking up the definition of courting, I realize I, you know, made this decision too quickly. I mean, it was it was a beautiful speech, and I was I was just planning on having her move out and you know hitting the brakes and just slowing down with everything, and. She said, okay, we'll talk after, you know, she, she, she comes home and I mean, I'm shaking my head cause she just, she looked stunning. And she said, what do you want to talk about? And I, <laughs> if you've ever seen the office, you know, like the face that like Michael Scott makes when <laughs> When he's stuck. <laughs> Where he's just. She said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, you know what I said? After all that planning, after that big, beautiful speech I laid out. I said, what I wanted to talk about is what do you want to do for dinner? And I stayed with her. She did not move out. And I knew what the right answer was. I just wasn't ready at that point to really trust that voice. It continues, bottom of the page. God alone can judge our sex situation. Counsel with other persons is often desirable. We will God be the final judge. 
We realize that some people are as fanatical about sex as others are loose. We avoid hysterical thinking or advice. Right now, if I wanted to get like 100 people to co-sign me doing whatever I want in this regard, I could find that in AA. And I can find just as many people who would say the opposite. So this is the part I wanted to really read. Suppose we fall short of the chosen ideal and stumble. Does this mean we're going to get drunk? Some people tell us so, but this is only a half-truth. It depends on us and our motives. If we have an honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we will have been forgiven and learned our lesson. If we're not sorry or our conduct continues to harm others, we are quite sure to drink. I believe that the reason I stayed sober through that is because my effort to become less selfish and really do God's will and grow and have God take me to better things was real to my core. I did not want to hurt anybody. I did not want to. I wanted to grow. And I was willing to make amends. And I was, you know. If it sounds like kind of a mess, it was. It was just kind of a mess. And, um. You know, there's much more to all that, but to answer the question, yeah, I was in a relationship in the first year. I was in a lot of relationships, if you want to call them that, and learned everything really the hard way. It took me a long time. So my early sobriety was a really, really rocky in part because of that. Self-inflicted. I just did not know how to be alone. I didn't know how to... I didn't trust that voice inside yet. I trust it today. I did. Have a complete overhauling in that regard. And today I stand on very different footing. I... I, um... Very grateful for all that suffering and pain I went through and not grateful for any of the suffering I've caused. I have definitely caused hurt and I have made amends wherever it has been possible. But there it is. That's it. Please uh, send me an email if you want. Sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything's okay. I have a big modeling shoot tomorrow. I'm going out to Joshua Tree. And I don't know what they're going to do. I have to wear a bay leaf. Stand out there in nature. It's an advertisement for cologne. I do not know why my life was safe, but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you do the same.